Welcome to the Wholesaling Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn how to get your first real estate deal closed within 30 days and do it all using no money, no credit, and no risk. No matter where you're at in life, Jay will virtually walk with you hand in hand through the entire process until you're holding a profit check. Get ready to learn and earn with the host that's always in your corner, Jay, the underdog house buyer, Kivy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Wholesaling Real Estate Podcast. I am Jay. Episode three. Oh yeah, I'm excited for you. Now, whether you're brand new to real estate or if you're out there trying to get deals done, but you just can't get the traction that you deserve, I'm here to help. As always, my mission is to create lifelong friends and partners using real estate as a vehicle to get us there. And I started a mentorship I guess it's a mentorship type program to do just that. So stick around for details. I don't care where you live or what you've done until now. In the series that I'm in now, I walk you through each of the five steps to success in real estate, specifically wholesaling, using no money, no credit, no risk, and without any experience whatsoever. All right, let's get started. In the last episode, I spoke about the five steps to wholesaling and specifically step one, locating prospects, because if we don't talk to a seller needing to sell their property, we don't have a business. Today, I go in depth into step number two of those five steps, which is pre-screening prospects. And just to recap those five steps, Again, our step number one, locate prospects. Nothing happens until you talk to somebody with a house to sell. Step number two, pre-screen those prospects. We must make sure this is a deal worth going after. Otherwise, why waste our time on deals that have no chance of closing and producing a check? Step number three, make an offer. In order to get something bought, we got to make an offer to buy it. In that session... I I go over make an offer in juicy detail, and I tell you my two-offer strategy, which helps convince the seller to pick my offer over anybody else. Step number four is follow up. Do some people need nudge to get things done in this world? I know I do. Do you? So do sellers, and we must follow up. And the way you communicate can make or break a deal. And I've got some very powerful, very simple, short, effective dialogue that I use. And no matter if it's email, text, or a letter, or a phone call, that is quite compelling to get a seller to contact you or or reach you back. I'm happy to share that with you as well. That'll be a future episode all on its own. All right, step number five is close quickly. We got to close the deal as fast as possible. Success favors speed. If you don't know that or haven't experienced that yet, you likely will. Uh, each step has so many different ways that they can be done. It would take me two and a half years to go through each one. And I just don't have that kind of time. So we're going to keep it fairly simple in these five steps. You'll learn to test what works and test what doesn't, and then adopt that strategy to go forward with, and then adapt to an ever-changing market. And does the market we're in constantly change? Yeah, it does. And it seems it's changing even faster and faster lately. 
Now, if you're struggling with any of those five steps, something has to change. It means you're either doing the right things, but doing them in a wrong way, or you're not doing enough of the right things in a day-in, day-out basis. I've been guilty of it. Stay tuned to hear how you can work directly with me. I'll talk about my mentorship program. No matter where you live, no matter your experience, no matter your financial situation, and we do deals within driving distance of where you live, and we split the profits. Cool? All right, so in step one, I did cover in-depth how to locate prospects, otherwise known as finding someone with a house that needs to sell. Now that we have sellers reaching us, we need to determine if a deal can be done. How do we go about doing this? Well, first, and as I promised you, let's go over what to say when somebody calls you. Now, before we get into this, a word of warning. If you do any kind of marketing whatsoever, if you want sellers to take you serious, you need to act serious. Answer all phone calls. I don't care if it's Sunday morning at 9.15 in the morning. They're going to be shocked that you answered to begin with, and they're probably going to tell you that. But they respect it when you do it. So answer all phone calls. Are you going to get some spam and robocalls? Yep, you likely will. I do. I actually have a really good app I use on my phone. It is called CallHound. Call Hound. Uh, the tile is a little red phone next to uh, what looks like an angry bulldog with some pretty good fangs on him. But I tell you, uh, you can stop. Uh, it stopped probably 98% of all robocalls. So anyway, there's a little nugget for you. Okay, uh, you know, if you, if you do what others aren't willing to do, you can have what others can't or won't have or whatever that saying is. I, I'm sure I messed it up, but uh, let that sink in because, you know, that took me a few years to figure out and I'd rather you get off to a better start than what I did. Heck, it took me 18 months to get my first, de- <laughs> my first deal done. That was after I ordered some study, some home study program. I think it was 188 bucks. It was from a guru at that time. It wasn't Carlton Sheets. It was a different guy. Um, I'll tell, I could tell you who it is, but I don't want to promote them right now on this podcast or they're getting old, but, uh, let's say he's known as the godfather of real estate. Okay. Uh, so now that you've done some marketing, you know, whether you've done bandit signs, mailed letters, or you've set up a bird dog network to go out and find deals and bring them to you. It's now time to take the calls when they come in. Now, a quick note on that. If not enough calls are coming in or just no calls are coming in, Keep going. Don't give up too soon, okay? Good things sometimes take time. Now, the, the script I'm about to go over, I, I call the taking call script. It has all the questions you need to ask a seller when they call. So fear not, my friend. I'll tell you how to get a copy of that for free a little bit later. All right, let's go through it right now. When you're Brand new, you can keep a copy of the script with you at all times. And if a seller calls you, fill it out by hand the old-fashioned way. Keep a pin on you and just fill it out by hand. It's the best way to learn is to do shit the hard way sometimes. I know it is for me. Maybe it is for you too. Do it by hand. You learn better, you learn quicker, and it'll stick with you longer. All right, at the top of the form, it's all cursory type information. Your name, the date, and the source of the lead. Why is the source important? Well, so we can keep track of what's working and what's not. 
then we can spend our time and money and resources on what's working and kill what's not at lightning speed. All right, when you ask for their name or you figure it out, you need to say, well, are you or are both of you on title? Here's a pro tip. Your purchase agreement or agreement to buy or whatever the whatever you want to call it, it'll need to name all parties who are, are on title, who are on the deed. And all parties who are on title will need to sign that agreement or that agreement can be challenged or deemed uh, null and void. All right, so let's start with the questions on the form. What's your asking price? Write it down. We're not going to negotiate right here. All right, just ask questions, fill out the form, do it, follow the form and the script exactly as it's written, and you will do deals. I promise you. Next question What do you think it would appraise for as it is? Write it down. This third question usually scares most people, and it scared the hell out of me when I got started. But you have to ask it because we need the information to move forward. Do you owe anything against the house? And if so, John, what's the approximate balance and monthly payment? Oh man, that terrified the hell out of me to ask that question. And deals went by the wayside because I didn't get that information. So you got to ask. If there is a mortgage, you need to ask, are payments current? If no, how many payments are due? If any more than four payments are due, a foreclosure likely has or is about to be started, and time may not be on the side of the seller. However, leverage is now on your side. That's a negotiating tool for sure, and it's certain motivation. Okay, now based on the difference between their asking price and what they owe, we'll determine which question you ask next on the script. And here they are. If their asking price and what they owe is at or less or lower than $35,000, you ask this, will you sell for what you owe? Now that question right there can make you a lot of money if you've got enough leads coming your way and you ask it every single time. If you get a yes, great, John, I'll have my boss call you. What day and time works for that call? And then if we're working together, guess who your boss is? You got it. If it's a no, you simply ask, well, if we took over your debt and pay all closing costs, what's the least you would accept for your equity? and find out what that number is. And that'll help us determine what to offer and how to structure our offer. Okay, if the difference between their asking price and what they owe is over $35,000, you say the following. We can either lease your home with an option to buy or purchase it as soon as you're ready to close. And John, we can usually pay all closing costs. Would you consider taking a monthly payment until we can pay you off in full? Now, you neither need to check yes or no. If you check yes, okay, great. I'll have my boss call you, John, to discuss the terms. What would be the best day and time for that phone call? And write it down. If John says no, you're going to say, so you're saying that the only way you'll sell is if you get all cash right now? Now, that'll make him ask a question in his own mind. If it's either yes or no. If yes, 
Okay, John, I understand, but that just won't work for us right now. We appreciate your time, and if things change, would you give me a call, please? Do circumstances with everybody change with time? Absolutely. Now, if you get a no to that, he's going to want to know what you're talking about. So, John, are you saying that you would like to then hear how we can buy your house immediately? If you get a yes, okay, great. I'll have my boss call you. What's the, what's the best day and time for that call, John? Now, the next few questions are fairly simple and more questions about the property specifically, like how did you arrive at your asking price? What's your reason for selling? Does it need any repairs? If yes, what's the approximate amount? Is it vacant? Is it occupied? Who occupies it? Do you and Mary or are renters there? When do you want to move? Is the house listed? Yes or no? Do we need to know that? Absolutely. The rest of it's about the property itself. How many beds? How many baths? How many square foot? Approximate lot size? The construction type? Is it frame, brick, block, stucco? Does it have a garage? Does it have a carport? How many parking spaces? Is it off-street parking? Is it on-street parking? Is there a basement? Is it full? Is it partial? Is it half? Is it three-quarter? Are appliances, or are they staying with the property? Refrigerator, the range, the dishwasher. Is it even a house, or is it a condo or townhouse? If it is a townhouse or condo, is there an association fee? Is that per month or per year? Then there's room to take notes. That's it. Uh, those are the qualifying questions, and uh, it sounds thorough to them, and they know that you know what you're doing. And we'll then know what strategy we need to use to make an offer to them and what type of offer, whether it's cash and we're going to wholesale it or cash and we're going to wholetail it, or it's terms and we're going to use my three payday strategy, which I love. You know, a lot of people in wholesaling right now are trying to learn wholesaling or actually doing it or trying to do it. And it seems a bit crowded out there at times. And I can tell you this right now, a terms deal there are 10 times more leads out there for terms deal, meaning my three payday strategy, where we can just take over their payments and take over the responsibility of the property. Um, and I'll go over my three payday strategy in depth in a paid training that I'm about to put on here in a few weeks. If you're interested in that, you can reach me through my website, which I will tell you at the end of the podcast. Terms are always preferred. You can make a lot of money with terms. There are many different ways you can make money with terms deals. Cash is cash. It's either your cash or it's your in-buyer's cash. There's no two ways around it. And you either have the cash, you're borrowing the cash, or it's your buyer's money. You know, a lot of businesses are sold on terms. In fact, I think it's like 80% end up selling on terms. And terms just means not all cash. That's it, guys. The script will weed out all of the tire-kicking, time-wasting, arrogant, butthole, butthead sellers, and it'll drive down to the nitty-gritty to let us know if and how we need to move forward or not. Once we get a yes to either will you sell for what you owe or will you sell on terms, we need to check the title. What does checking the title mean? Checking title means we need to basically research their situation. Now, I kind of go into depth here. I pre-screen every lead I get. And I start at the county assessor's website. What's that? The county assessor basically puts a, they assess the value of a property. And they keep track of who the owners are and who they were for the past several years. 
If you want to Google yours, just put in the name of your county followed by Assessor Property Search, and that should pull it up. Most allow a search by name or address or other means like the parcel ID. If you don't have the parcel ID, you got to look for it. You got to look for the property by the name or address. Now, is John the actual owner? If not, we need to call John back and find out why. Hey, John, uh, I checked the assessor, man, and you're not the owner. Yeah, well, we, my wife and I, we bought it on a contract and. Uh, the owner, the seller never recorded that contract, but, uh, you know, we've been paying on it for 13 years and we pay 788 bucks a month and taxes and blah, blah, blah. He'll go into why he's, he's able to sell, but why he's not showing up on title. And that's okay. If John and Mary have an agreement, if they have a contract for deed or an installment contract or even a purchase contract, that gives them an equitable interest, allowing them to sell that property. Now, a purchase agreement doesn't give them a right to occupy it, but a contract for deed or an installment contract certainly does. So now let's head over to the county recorder or the recorder of deeds. And what do they do? They record deeds. They record mortgages. They record tax liens, a UCC filing or a UCC lien. A UCC is a... Oh, I'm probably going to get this wrong. Uniform Commercial Code, I believe, is what it stands for. And a UCC is just when, like, let's say somebody uh, buys a Culligan water softener and it's a $5,000 softener and they're making payments on it. Culligan or the finance company will file a UCC filing or lien against that property where the, where the water softener was installed. It works the same with windows, siding, water uh uh, gutter guards or, you know, any of those in-home sales type companies that will sell you some type of improvement or fixture to the property and uh, they'll file a lien accordingly. Okay, we need to find out what do they owe. That's the county recorder will tell us if there's mortgages on it and how much the original mortgage balance was. Now, we don't know what the current balance is, but we can sometimes kind of guess or do a, we can search, we can go to Google and look for a amortization calculator and figure out, well, hell, they've been paying on it for 18 years. It was a 30-year mortgage. It was at 6.25%. All right, they only owe X amount of dollars now. And you can kind of, fit, you can reverse engineer the math. All right, we need to know how many loans are out there on the house. And do they owe more than the current value? If they do owe more than the current value, and they're not late on payments, that's ripe for a terms deal, a takeover deal, where we can take over the property, take over the payments, and pay down that mortgage balance over the next 10, 15 years, and then get it sold. So, But if they've got equity, he knows they have, you know, they owe less than what's, what the house is worth. We need to know what other liens are against the house. What other liens are recorded at the county recorder or the recorder of deeds? Well, federal IRS tax liens, state tax liens, divorce liens. Uh, sometimes HOA liens are filed as well if the homeowner's behind. And if they're behind on an HOA lien, what does that tell you? They're motivated to sell. They need to sell because an HOA can technically foreclose, I believe, in most states. You'll have to, I'm not an attorney. You'll have to check with your state code to see if HOA can, can uh, foreclose. But any lien is typically an actionable type lien, meaning they, they have some 
leverage against the property itself. All right, let's go check the county courts now. Most states have that data, database online for free public search. And we need to just find out if they have any court judgments against them because sometimes those stick to a property, sometimes they don't. If they do, we need to get it removed. And I do have a paid training where I train methods on removing these liens for as little as 50 bucks. Um, and you can even settle IRS or state tax liens for 10 cents on the dollar. I don't care where you live or how much you owe. 10 grand or 10 million, doesn't matter. They'll settle for 10 cents on the dollar. We also need to know if maybe John has a divorce going on that he hasn't mentioned. Would that be good information to know? Yeah. Lastly, I check the county treasurer to see if property taxes are paid or delinquent. If they're delinquent, they're a little bit more motivated than John let on. So that's always good when we're getting ready to formulate our offer and what type of offer and how much to offer. If you and I are working together, none of what I just mentioned at the county assessor, treasurer, recorder, or the court records are any kind of a problem. In my 24 years, I've seen damn near everything and I've learned how to work through it. I've done more deals than I can count simply because, and simply and solely because others would either walk away from a dirty title that maybe there is a tax lien on there, or they just never even pursued them, which is a shame because that homeowner is maybe in a jam and needed help when nobody was willing to reach out to them. So that's kind of part of the reason I started my mission, my mentorship program. I'm looking for people who are good, honest people, hardworking, willing to learn, who want to get out there and help good people in tough, shitty situations that we can help them out of. So a lot of a lot of new people, wholesalers will just go after the low-hanging fruit. Hey, take it. I don't mind climbing a branch or two. I'll take that fruit I got to work for every time. And if you're like me at all, we're going to get along great and we'll do deals together. I look forward to meeting you if that's the case. Hey, that's it, guys. That's how you pre-screen prospects. That's step two. I'm going to do a session on step three, step four, and step five. Making an offers is the next one. That's a good one. That's a juicy one. We're going to go over a lot of good juicy detail. And I'll cover some different scenarios uh, of where you would offer cash and where you would wholesale that, where you would offer cash and wholesale that, where you offer a little bit more to a retail buyer instead of an investor who wants to uh, fix it up. And I'll go over situations where we'll cover where my three payday strategy or the terms type strategy fits absolutely perfect and is a good win-win situation. You know, every single deal I've done in my 24 years doing this has been unique. Every single one. Something about the situation or, you know, was a little bit different from each one. So uh, in the next episode, I'll cover all the gold nugget riddled detail of making an offer. Uh, and that's where the money's made, really, when you buy. Because if you pay too much or you offer too much, you're working a dead deal from the start. Why bother? Hey, once again, I'm at the end of the podcast here, or the end of this episode. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I'm blessed to be here and sharing these few minutes, which you've taken the time out of your day to do. And for that, I appreciate you. I'm kind of new at this podcast thing, but I'm not new to real estate. And I'm not new to dealing with people. So uh, treat others with kindness, dignity, and respect. 
That's all I ask of you. Humanity can use it right now. This world's tough enough without that. You know, again, I started this podcast as a way to mentor those needing help. And my mentorship follows my mission. And right now I am looking for 10 serious people wanting to learn and make something special out of this business we call real estate. If you'd like to get started or if you need details on anything that I've offered you for free, the taking call script or anything else, you can go to redealmakers.com, R-E as in real estate, dealmakers.com, redealmakers.com. Sign up for one of the three levels available if uh, if you want to join the mentorship program. There's two paid levels and a free level. Or if you want to reach me, email me, j at redealmakers.com. That's J spelled out, J-A-Y at R-E-D-E-A-L-M-A-K-E-R-S dot com. If you're on my side, I'm always in your corner, and I'm excited for you. Hey, thanks a lot.